Hello there folks and welcome again to the Great Scots on my Club podcast. I'm your host Chris Toll, I'm here with my brother Keezy. What's happening Keezy, how's things? Not bad mate, you? How you doing? Aye, alright. This, is, this has been a tough one. It's been a tough one, hasn't it? Aye. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Do you like you understand, right? The reason why there hasn't been an episode for a long time is because it's been so hard to get through the pile of shit that was served, <laughs> that was served up to us. For the year, that we're, the year that we're going to cover this year, which has been requested specially by Sean Duncan, one of the listeners, uh, to the show, and my wee cousin. Yep, so blame him. I blame for him. what you're about to hear. Blame <laughs> him, exactly. Um, so, Keezy, <laughs> 2012, it's, it's not exactly a stellar lineup, is it? Nah. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the. There's a couple of good ones in there, but it's not even that there's a lot of shiters. It's just films you just don't care about. Aye, I know. You're absolutely right. It, there's there's a hell of a lot of sequels and stuff like that in this year as well, and it's a lot of them are needless sequels. You know what I mean? Um, we've <laughs> oh, got, we've got reboots. We've got Aye. some genuine classics as well, though. Um, oh, we'll, get, we'll get to over uh, over the course of the episode. But um, where are we starting off then? We usually go for the highest grossing film of the year. Aye, highest grossing film of the, uh, this year is The Avengers, or Avengers Assemble. Avengers Assemble, as it was called in the UK. It was just called Aye. Avengers in America because we had, we had the real Avengers. So we had to we had to distance ourselves between the two the two franchises. So John Steed was not Aye. was not played by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> this led to Endgame being the biggest grossing film of all time. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of the best films in the whole collection. Aye, this is it. Very, very cartoonish, which I think we needed because this was the same year that Dark Knight Rises came out. And Aye. you know my feelings on Dark Knight Rises. I thought it was a lot of shit, um, but it was <laughs> it's really dark. And the the superhero movies that we'd been getting um, had tended to veer down that path because the Batman movies had been so successful. So Aye. to to get uh, the Avengers and get all of the characters on the screen, larger than life, cartoonish, colourful. It was Aye. it was brilliant. It was a breath of fresh air at the time. I loved it. I, yeah. I went to the cinema twice to see this. And I thought it was absolutely superb. Aye, we went together to see it. And I, I just, it was just one of the great times at a cinema. You just sit and loving every minute. Yeah, I know. And right. it was a brilliant film. They, they did it justice. They did do it justice, and they went on for there. Um, I thought the second one was a wee bit ropey. Aye. I like, I liked Infinity Wars. I liked Endgame. The second one, I wasn't, I wasn't too enamoured with. To be honest with you, but, aye, I was the same. But uh, I, th- I thought this, like I said, it. it Breathed life into the comic book genre again. Um, Definitely, had been struggling for a wee while, you know. But uh, I Avengers was was a great cinema experience. Definitely, it's a film that I've not actually watched again um, for a long time. And saying that now, man, it's what's it? Eight years ago that was out. That's crazy. Uh, when you think oh. about it, it's crazy. Um, but I, it's something that I, I might uh, go back and watch again. Actually, now that we've been talking about it. I I've I went back and watched it quite recent, um, and it was still it was still as good. Obviously, when you're at the cinema, it's so much better. And Aye. then sometimes when you watch a film again, it it loses a bit, and it's not as good as you remember. But it, it was still as good, funny and light hearted. But 
Aye, there, was there was bits I was pissing myself at. Aye, aye. And when Hulk grabs Loki, uh, and just he, he says, I, we, I'm a Hulk, and, or, or something, he says, I'm a god. And aye. Hulk just grabs Loki with the foot and swings him about on empty tracky. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> smashes him. That, that's brilliant as well. Um, uh, there's, lo- there's loads, of, loads of excellent uh, wee scenes in it as well. But I, I thought the the big the big battle scenes in New York City was tremendous. Um, this came out around about the same time as Superman, if I'm not mistaken, around about the same time, Man of Steel. That's right. And Aye. I thought the Man of Steel, the fight scenes between Superman and General Zod was just a, a absolute mess on the screen. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't tell what was going on. Uh, at all but in this I thought it was a lot better a lot, a lot Deadpool, more I, I compare this to like Transformers fight scenes where you just you haven't got a bloody clue what's going on aye, I know. Aye, and as you say Man of Steel was like the next year but I, you're right um, th- this was done well aye. Mm, aye, it really was um, some great kind of breakout performances as well as, as good as the Thor movies were um, I think uh that Hemsworth kind of come into his own in this movie in particular. Absolutely, and, aye, and then aye. and then obviously he then goes on to Ragnarok after that, you know. Um, and he's just he's made the character his own, especially in Endgame when they completely changed the character altogether. It was amazing, aye. man. It really was. But oh, aye, you're I, definitely right there. And the Hulk as well, because this was the first time Mark Ruffalo played him. That's right. That's right. Because he'd been Ed Norton. Brilliant. It'd been Ed Norton before him, and Ed Norton was pretty good as well. However, apparently he was a complete bastard to work with, as I as alluded to before. And he get he basically the same way as who was the guy that played Rhodey again, and um, before it changed. To, oh, I, uh, Terence Howard. Well, apparently aye. he he was a complete and utter prick as well. So I don't think they suffer fools gladly with this franchise, and that's a pretty good thing, you know, because you can't have one person alienating the rest of the cast, and aye. and it's to get just to nip it in the bud straight away. Is, it's the right way to deal with it. So I it's definitely. definitely a film that me personally I I really enjoyed. I know that uh, Keen loved it as well, and. Obviously, you and you were at the cinema with me as well, and yeah, I know that aye. you were fond. Everybody that you speak to when they when you said, "Have you seen the Avengers yet?" They were like, "Aye, aye brilliant!" You know, it was that, that it was it was pretty much universal across the board that everybody really enjoyed it. I think the character aye, it, it lived up to the hype, which a lot aye. of films didn't this year. And you know what? Going through the through the the series of movies, there couldn't have been more hype for a movie than Avengers Endgame. And that lived, that lived up to every bit of the hype as well, man. It really Definitely. did. I loved it. It did. So uh, we'll move on for the Avengers now, uh, Keezy. And as I say, it's a, it's a really, really mixed bag, this, this uh, episode. But Keezy's a half-decent one. Keezy's a half-decent one for us, mate. <laughs> Actually, I was going to start with... Because uh, we covered 2012 in our review of the decade where we picked our best and worst films for each year. Aye. So, do you remember what you picked as your favourite film in this year? I think I chose Silver Linings Playbook, didn't I? Aye. Aye, I did. It's a, it's a tremendous film. It, it really is a tremendous Aye. film. Um, Silver Linings Playbook is a film that I went into expecting absolutely nothing. And I, I loved it. I, I loved this film. I really did. I thought it was amazing. 
absolutely tremendous performances across the board. You know what I mean? Um, Aye. You get, uh, oh, I loved it as well. Chris Tucker's even pretty good in this movie. I know. You know what I mean, it's, <laughs> how, how does that happen? But I, um, as, I, as I said, it's just a, a really nice story. You know, it's dark in places. It's really, it's really uplifting in places. It's really inspiring as well. It, you know, it's like it's kind of gives you that message: don't let anything hold you back. Do what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you want to try and achieve something, then there's nothing there to stop you apart for yourself. So uh, it's a it's a cracking film. It really is a cracking film. And if you've not seen it, I cannot urge you enough to watch it. It's got Robert De Niro. It's got Bradley Cooper. It's got uh, Jennifer, fucking whatever uh, her name Lawrence, is, Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. She, won the, she won the Oscar. She won the Oscar, whatever her name is. <laughs> 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 no, she won the Oscar for this movie. Aye, aye. And I mean, this this movie was spread all over. The, the Oscars uh, how many nominations did it get must have definitely a handful got, of nominations they got nominated for best picture best actor best supporting actor best supporting actress as well for the mum aye um, aye so uh, it's a brilliant film just the way the way it's all set up it's a really it's really fluid and you're you're kicking every ball with them you really are oh, with the two of them aye. And, <laughs> uh, Bradley Cooper plays his role superbly well. He really does. He, he come out when he comes into it, you think there's nothing wrong with that guy. But gradually, as the movie goes on, you're like, right, you can see the the mental issues and stuff like right. that. And it's the same with Jennifer Lawrence's character as well. She's she's phenomenal in this film. She really is phenomenal oh, in this amazing. film. And this is this is the movie. Obviously she won the Oscar for it, but I would say before this, she was never really considered anything other than like your your horror movie fodder, and your she done Aye. she obviously she done uh, she done the Hunger Games Hunger this year Game. as well. Um, so this was her breakout year. She's she's managed to do the Wee Independent movie, which wins her an Oscar, but she's also managed to do the franchise movie, which files an onto superstardom at the same Aye. time. You know what I mean? So she's she's cracked it. Twenty twelve's definitely been her year, I would say. Oh, absolutely, aye. Aye, so that's that's a great film. That was, was that, my pick. Aye, was your well. pick as well. What was it? What was our worst ones that we picked in? I remember what my worst <laughs> one was. I don't even need aye. you to tell me. The worst movie that I picked. We're, we're not going to go into it in great depth because I think anybody that's listened to our show knows how much I absolutely hated the Dark Knight Rises. So. <laughs> That's as much I'm going to say about it. Aye, because if you want to, if you've not listened to the the decade review episode, then listen to that and you'll hear all about it. Because that was a great rant. That was a that was an episode pre COVID, before uh, the world aye. turned to shit. Get back, <laughs> get back, and remind yourselves what the world was like before COVID, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so for this part, I actually need. Uh, uh, issue an apology right. for my worst film by 2012 was um, I picked Transformers Dark Side of the Moon but that came out in 2011 so I made an arse of it did you? Um, but so I think you... it's probably I think I, I probably felt that I was watching this shite for so long that it, it must it must have changed year 
in between me watching it. That's why I get, that's why I get mixed. Up. Right, so which, where are you picking for your worst one then? Got one now. I picked uh, Alex Cross. Have you seen this? Was this a Disney movie? No, no. So uh, Alex Cross was, um, there was two films in the 90s. Morgan Freeman played Alex Cross in Kiss the Girls and Along oh. Came a Spider. Right. right, so I'm thinking, so those two films are brilliant. Right, trilogy, yes. I was, so this was like a reboot, one of the reboots that you were talking about. Right. And it was, instead of Morgan Freeman, it's Tyler Perry. Have they, <laughs> they went comedy? No. <laughs> That's all I, I know was, Tyler Perry for. I think it's funnier than they ever intended it to be, but he was supposed to... I'll tell you what, it's, um, I'll bet you any money it's funnier than any of his comedies that he's brought out. <laughs> That guy's an absolute chancer. Never, never misses an opportunity to get any address. There's something wrong with that guy. Telling you. Alex Cross Dresser. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's a key original. Yeah, you have your I'm delighted with that, right? End of the episode, that's it. That's it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this has been 2012. Thanks for, for listening. <laughs> and with that... Aye, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye, so this trait is him and Matthew Fox plays the baddie, and it's awful. Absolutely awful. Right, so, How can uh, you replace Morgan Freeman with Tyler fucking Perry? <laughs> I've, got, I've got no idea, mate. I genuinely, when you said Tyler Perry, I thought they had went down the comedy route, and I'm like, wait a minute, how long came a spider and kiss the girls about pedos and stuff? How do you get, <laughs> how do you get jokes out of that? <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Aye, but anyway, anyway, we'll, we'll move on for, for the absolute shambles of movies. And Aye. if we get a good one that we can talk about here. Aye, this is one that me and you, uh, well, we went to the pictures to see it and it was like a surprise hit. five, is it? <laughs> no, certainly <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, this, is, this is a good one. This is Chronicle. Chronicle. Well, I, I remember this film. I was really, again, I was really quite surprised with this movie and I thought that there would have been more off the back yet. Aye, I know, definitely. Aye, this was is, this is a, a very first uh, found footage kind of movie. Uh, or, or the way that they done it, it was all done through handheld cameras uh, while the characters were on screen. That's uh, right. Aye, because the wee guys filming it all, aye. What is it they do? They, they, find a, they find a spacecraft or something like that and it infected them with, and aye. infected one of them with these superpowers. No, it's, it's three of them and then aye. they all start developing superpowers and but it turns them into the... No, I don't, I, I don't think it's all of them. I think one of them gets corrupted, but he ah, kind right, okay. starts using it for bad. Aye, it was... Uh, this was a great film, it really was. It was a new spin on it. On the, and it, it did raise the question of, if you got superpowers, would you use them for good? Or, or, or would, you, would you be a bad article? Because if you're the, <laughs> if you're the most powerful person in the world, it, it, power, what is it they say? Power, uh, something. Well, we'll come to that in a while. We'll come to that in a minute. Total power uh, corrupts totally or something like that. Or, it's something along the lines, isn't it? But <laughs> uh, I, it's, it does, it, it kind of raises the, the question as to whether your moral compass is strong enough 
to use these powers for good when you could essentially become the emperor of the earth. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Obviously, without getting too without getting too far into it. One of them, one of them's a good guy. One of them's a bad guy, and there's going to be a big fight at the end to see who wins. So, pretty much. Um, (laughs) But I think it's probably been under the radar again. I don't know if it's if it's aged well. If people remember it, so if you've not heard it and you like comic book films, then Chronicles definitely worth a watch. Not just comic book films. This is really quite original. But this is another one that. It could have went down the road to uh, Superman v Batman and the end the fights being like a, just a mess on the screen, Aye. like like Transformers, like you said. But this was done well as well. It, it really was. Aye, and definitely. Aye. I would definitely get a watch if you've not seen it. If you do like comic book movies or superhero movies or whatever, get a bash because, like Easy says, it was a it was a surprise hit, but it's still a bit of a sleeper. Not a lot of people know about it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what have we got next, Keysmo? Um, so this was a good year for comedies, and this is one that was uh, really good, 21 Jump Street. <laughs> it was. This is <laughs> a, it's another one that they've went when 21 Jump Street was on TV. It was kind of serious, wasn't it? Aye, aye. Um, so they've went down the comedy route with it, and this worked perfectly for this movie. Uh, the two main, the two main actors in this film are tremendous, and their roles really, really good. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you've got Ice Cube, who's in it, who's brilliant in it as well. Um, <laughs> he he plays the the superintendent or the the guy that's in charge kind of thing. If you if you don't know the story, basically what it is, it's it's all about uh, these two guys who are un- go undercover to a high school, um, and. It's about their journey, basically trying to catch these these drug dealers in high school, Aye. and it's really quite a crude comedy at times, but it's Aye. it's really really funny, and they they build the characters perfectly. Because again, I know I've used this phrase already, but yeah, you're kicking every ball with these two guys. There is a few questions raised, you know, like there's maybe some inappropriate relationships going on in this movie. I would, <laughs> I would say, I, especially when you take an account and these guys are old enough to be going undercover for the FBI. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but uh, I, it's, I, I laughed from start to finish. And, uh, I what, always liked um, Jonah Hill. Aye. But I never, ever liked Channing Tatum. I thought he was an absolute bum. Really? Until this film. Aye, this film changed it. I thought this guy, he's got zero charisma, zero acting ability. He's a guy's a joke. But after watching 21 Jump Street, I was like, I've got this completely wrong. Aye. He's, a, he's a star. <laughs> Aye, he's, 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 not a, he's not an ugly fella either, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, talent only gets you so far in Hollywood. Jonah Hill's uh, character is... Is excellent. It's a kind of a wee bit of a, a hark back to Superbad. Um, his, his character in this, it's as though that's what his character in Superbad could could have become if he had have went on to be a police or be an FBI agent or something. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Aye, so the funny thing is, there was a Men in Black movie came out this year as well. Men in Black Three. Um, it was it was pish. So we're not even going to bother <laughs> talking about it, right? But. There was actually a rumour that the next 21 Jump Street movie, the third one in the series, was going to be a crossover 
with Men in Black. <laughs> which I, I thought could have been quite funny, actually. When I the idea it's bonkers, you know what I mean? <laughs> why not? Do you know? It's just, oh. yeah, bash. Uh, but it's, it gets scrapped, though. they done the Men in Black International or something like that instead. Right, aye. I've, which I, I've not seen. Nah, I kind of lost, lost faith in it after the second one. Aye. Um, third one was shite. But uh, aye, 21 Jump Street, man. I'll laugh a minute. It's getting oh. my, my favourite. Uh, Franco, the, the real Franco brother. Hi, Dave. Dave, Davey boy, Dave Franco, what a guy. That's never a Hollywood name, man. What's your name, Dave Franco? All right, where do you work? McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> then you look at him and you say, ah, there's no way you work at McDonald's, god damn you. <laughs> but anyway, it's a, a, a great film. Another one, it's kind of along the lines of the kind of American Pie uh, franchise, that kind of comedy you know what I mean but Aye, it's, it, funnily enough there was a, an American Pie movie released in 2012 did you see it? it? absolutely not uh, the no. reunion okay, it wasn't that bad it wasn't great but it wasn't that bad it was quite nostalgic this is the one that got all the actors back together because they had done obviously uh, the wedding and they had done the American Pie 2 and some of, some of the main actors from the first movie weren't in either they two um, they, they right. kind of I think there was some of them thought they were a wee bit too big for it at a point and then they came running back when this fucking offer was put in the table anyway <laughs> um, but it's an American Pie movie you know the type of jokes you're going to get you know you get the nice touchy-feely moments as well and stuff um, definitely if, if you've not seen it and you've seen the other ones watch it because it's a nice wee bookend to the to the story um, but it's it's no it's not a tremendous film by any stretch of the imagination. But if you like to if you like the other ones, you you'll enjoy it for what it is. And plus, Jim's Aye. dad, Jim's dad's back in it as well. So, oh, and the and stuff was more. What time was? Right, Keezy. So after after my impromptu review of American Reunion, yeah, what's <laughs> what's the what's the next movie on the list? Hey, next one I've got. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. We'll just give it a quick mention again. The Hunger Games. Ah, Diet Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've seen so many movies with this premise. I don't know how this took off the way it did because the story's been done a hundred million times before. I know. Well, obviously, and it's the worst of the lot. <laughs> aye, aye, you've got, but you've got Battle Royale. You've got the Condemned. With Stone Cold Steve Austin, that was even better than this. By <laughs> um, miles. There's other ones, that one that we watched, uh, The Hunt. Aye, The Hunt. Like obviously, that, um, obviously, that came out a long time after Hunger Games. Oh, aye. It's still a better version of this than this is. I think it's because it's more geared towards uh, kids as well. It's a wee bit more, not quite as intense. Um, but. There's some pretty grim scenes in the Hunger Games as well, but it's just it's not a it's not a franchise that caught my attention. I watched it. Sure. Uh, as we say, Jennifer Lawrence, this was her big year. She came out, this was her franchise movie. She done her she done her art, art more art housey kind of movie with Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Fair play to her, because this one was the one that made her the money and the other one was the one that gave her the Oscar. So Aye, can't, can't, argue, can't argue with that, can you? 
Definitely not, no. But I, I watched it. I, I've seen the first one. And I thought it was all right, but it never made me want to watch any others. Didn't didn't care enough. Um, no, no, no. I was the same. I watched this and I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it never, like you said, it never spurred me on to seek out the sequels when, or when the sequels came out. I didn't go, oh, yeah, beauty. Not for nah. me. Nah. <laughs> so I was, I was looking at other, other big films this year that I hadn't seen, and the one that jumped out was The Hobbit. The Hobbit? Aye. I've never... I, I just couldn't bring myself to go through all that again. Lord of the Rings was brilliant. Aye. But I just didn't have the energy to start again, knowing that there was going to be three Hobbit I movies. I know. Um, aye. I was exactly the same. I went to cinema to see this with Moz, I think. And um, right. I I just didn't enjoy it at all. I, I couldn't wait to get out of the pictures. And I, I loved the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, I really did. I thought, uh, don't get me wrong, I wasn't a huge fan of it to begin with. I kind of went back to them and watched them again and appreciated them more the second time round. But this was it. I just, I'm not a huge fan of Martin Freeman. I don't think he's he's any great shakes as an actor. And, you know, and see all the, it's a lot of shit in it, let's be honest. It's a lot of shit. <laughs> I can't comment on the film. I'm sure it was good. <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered with it. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't blazing a trail to get to the, the sequels of this one either. This is getting in the bargain bin with uh, the, the Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, man. 2012. What a end this year. <laughs> and they're, they're the many be the good ones. Um, but what a film that was really good. That I had knew nothing about before it, um, and it absolutely blew me away. It was the raid? I we went to see that together in the cinema, didn't we? Aye, I and I think I kind of dragged you to it if I remember correctly. <laughs> I think so, aye, because I'm just, I'm just happy to be out. She's happy to be out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it'll be that's, I'll be going to watch The Hunger Games in the showcase the minute the cinema gets on oh, i just happy to be out um, <laughs> Raid The Raid was a tremendous film it really really was Aye. and it came along at the same time as Dread Dread was out in 2012 as well wasn't it I think it was it. right because these films are really quite similar so they were um, The Raid yeah. and Dread both of them are set in a, in a block of flats where the, the good guy's got to make his way from the bottom up to the top. It's like Donkey Kong with, with fight scenes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the, raid, the fight scenes in the raid are the best fight what? scenes I've ever seen in any movie ever. Right? I, I couldn't believe it. It was just so realistic, wasn't it? It, was, it, it felt like you were fucking in the fight. I know, you did. It me, man. It was, it was so intense and... Oh, they were brilliant fight scenes, and it was a great film. It was so intense, man. It really was. And this is a it's a Korean movie, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? I think it's a, the guy directed it was Welsh, uh, Gareth Evans. But I think he made That's it. The most, stereo, the most stereotypical Welsh name ever. <laughs> I bet that's not his name. <laughs> That's the, that's the Welsh version of John Smith. <laughs> uh, it was an Indonesian film, but that's uh, his name, Gareth Evans. I don't know how a Welsh guy's directed this, because I remember it being in 
like a, an Asian language. Aye, oh, definitely, you know? aye. And normally if I want to read, I'll, I'll pick up a book, I'll know, put on a <laughs> movie, but this was brilliant. It, it really was. It, was. it was intense. It was... You, there wasn't a there wasn't a lull in this film at all. No. For the, for the minute he walks into that building to the end. Now this whole film's set in a building, man. You know, it's like <laughs> it's one guy going through levels like double dragon. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it's like. And the violence in this film is incredible. It's so well done. Anyway, um, the red and the red and dread. Like dread was the uh, <laughs> Hunger Games to the Raids Battle Royale. <laughs> Aye, so hang uh, what's, what's next on the line then? Next one we've got is Lawless. Well, I've not seen it, so that's why I'm saying to you. I've seen this one, right? But I seen it when it came out all those many years ago, uh, and. It's funny because I was watching, um, I think it was an episode of Graham Norton and Tom Hardy was on it. Right. And they spoke They spoke about this movie on it, so it must have been an old episode or something. When they were filming this movie, uh, Shia LaBeouf gave Tom Hardy an absolute fucking doing. <laughs> like like a, a real doing. Why? <laughs> I don't know why it happened, but Tom Hardy says that he just he woke up. He woke up and <laughs> and he's like, "What happened?" They're like, "I should give you the absolute tank in a lifetime, mate." And see if you <laughs> see if you tip it there to in a cage in my back garden, I'd say Shia Bush never getting out of that cage alive, right? Oh, but it just goes to show you. <laughs> I know. I went to the garden after it because I'd have bet the house. <laughs> Watch this film because it's a good film. It's all about uh, moonshine, like bootleggers right. and stuff like that. Uh, get a bash. Watch it. Brilliant film as you as you would expect with the two actors in it. But the story about this film, if you can look it up on YouTube, just type in Shia LaBeouf, Tom Hardy, and you'll get the story. It's hilarious. Because Tom Hardy <laughs> is just like, I not they not taught a fuck out me. And you know that way, like back in the day, you would never have admitted to getting a doing. Never. <laughs> uh, who won the fight? I was a draw. No, you think that <laughs> No, it was a draw. Definitely a draw. Right, but Tom Hardy openly admits that Shia Booth gave him an absolute tanking. I wish there was video evidence here. Hi. So the next one, it was a hidden diamond in the rough uh, in right. this film. Um, oh, you've got me intrigued here. <laughs> I'm sure there's the two is uh, like this one definitely safety not guaranteed brilliant film aye brilliant film um, so if you've if you've not seen it I'll not spoil it too much because this is a film that you should watch it like you say it was a wee surprise I, I didn't think of anything going to watch it and, and again like Silver Linings Playbook I just thought it was excellent I, I really did um, this is all about time travel basically um, and uh, whether or not it's possible to, to travel through time, somebody advertises in the paper um, that he wants a he wants a partner to travel through time with, um, and that's <laughs> where the movie gets its name because the the last line in the advert is safety not guaranteed. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's just that it's, Aubrey Plaza, isn't it? 
Aubrey Plaza's an eye. Um, she's Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Yep. Um, so it's it's two two people that you'll be pretty familiar with if you watch any sort of like American comedy shows. Um, Aye. Aubrey Plaza is in Parks and Rec, and Jake Johnson's a new girl. He's also in. Right. Um, he's in the Jurassic Park. Yeah, the sorry, the Jurassic World movies. He's been in them as well. Oh, um, <laughs> it's a quirky wee movie, isn't it? It's no. Aye. So it's, it's all about basically having trust in somebody. I think. Aye. Yeah, that's what that's what the movie's about. Uh, I, it's about I is this it. guy a whack job or is he for Aye, real? And exactly. It's about the, the relationships that that, that come for, for all this for them going to meet him and yeah. it's brilliant. It's just they're so they're so likable and they're brilliant, believable characters, aren't they? Aye, they are. Um, she's. Aubrey Plaza um, kind of plays the same character as she does in Parks and Rec. Uh, wee bit, didn't she? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, if you're familiar with that, then it's a wee bit of an extension. But, aye, it's a, this is this is funny in times. It's heartwarming in times. It's sad at times, aye. man. It's it's got it all. It's a great film. Um, and it's one that, that you wouldn't necessarily, if you, if you were flicking through Netflix or something, you've seen it on the screen, you wouldn't necessarily think about watching it, and it's a film that not a lot of people know about. But it's a it's a brilliant movie. It really is, and I I, I loved it. But I'm not going to give too much away, but it's uh, no. it's worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. I actually enjoyed it even more on on second watch. I watched it a few weeks ago. Aye. And it was, it was like, this is a brilliant film. It's one of the films that you just put it on. You'll not be expecting much, but I guarantee you'll really enjoy it. Right. Enjoyment guaranteed. <laughs> Brilliant. I like it. <laughs> well, this next film, I think enjoyment's guaranteed, but it really is a enjoyable pile of shite. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> a rock of ages. Oh, now you're talking. <laughs> we might see this on a Sunday afternoon, me, you and Sean. Aye. Remember it as if it was yesterday. Um <laughs> It's like you say, it's a lot of nonsense, do you know what I mean? But what a cast it's got. Tom right. Cruise. Uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Tom Cruise, it's got uh, Russell Brand. Aye. Um, who else has it got, Keezy? It's got other big name actors and actresses. Brian, Brian Cranston, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Alec Baldwin, uh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Julianne Hoff's the main uh, actress in it. She's trying, she's Young singer trying to make it in a bar in Hollywood, and it's to the soundtrack of my iPod. Aye, aye. every single song. Classic. I tell you what, <laughs> these the actors sing the songs, right? <laughs> very much like a like a musical, right? Well, it's, it's based off a musical. It's based off a musical, so they kind of bring that to the screen. Um, the kind of theatrical performances of the songs and stuff like that and <laughs> Tom Cruise sings I Wanna Know What Love Is by by <laughs> Foreigner right and it's it's so bad man but again <laughs> again you're willing to on Pierce Brosnan and Mamma Mia sound like Andrea Bocelli <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Mamma Mia and I didn't know that Piers Brosnan was in it oh he's horrendous <laughs> I, <laughs> Andrea Bocelli <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, 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 I,
What's some what's some of the songs you've got? Don't stop believing. Aye. Um Pour some sugar on me, Def Leppard, uh, Rock You Like a Hurricane, Scorpions, That's Foreigner, right. uh, uh, Bon Jovi. I think me and you have been to the concerts for every band that's played in this. <laughs> I, White Snake, Here I Go Again by White Snake. Jukebox Hero. Um, uh, it's classic after classic, getting butchered by, by uh, Hollywood. Tom Cruise. And, Hollywood and, A-listers. And the highest Baldwin sing. Him and the <laughs> him and Russell Brand saying I can't fight this feeling anymore. That's, That's right. the highlight <laughs> of the movie. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's no, it is a comedy, and it's it's no a comedy. But Aye. you really do put yourself at it. It's really really good. Um, it, if you're into that sort of music, if you're into your hair metal and your your old classic rock, then. You can't go wrong because it's just a it's just a nice wee storyline behind it. But really, you're watching it for the musical set pieces and I definitely. Um, uh, the pour some sugar on me. That's a bit raunchy, I would say. <laughs> so as I with the journalist, it's a good laugh. It's a it's a decent way to spend two hours and forty minutes. <laughs> two hours? What is that? How long it's on for? That's what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, so what's next then after our musical section of the uh, show? Uh, so we'll go for uh, another great comedy from this year, Laugh a Minute Stuff, Ted. Hi, <laughs> Ted. Oh, Ted, Ted, Ted. That's, Ted was a <laughs> been in my life for a while because Kean had got a hoodie uh my phone and my phone had the, the Ted app on it and it was... Or a swear near the day, and he thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and Ted smoked a bong on it and all that. He's like, "What's that? He's doing that? Oh, I don't know, pal. One of the ones." I <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, really funny. Seth MacFarlane, Mark Wahlberg, uh, the two of them are the two of them are excellent. They really. Oh, are. brilliant! Aye. Um, aye, It's really, really funny. It's it's all about how a wee boy wishes that his teddy bear was real. And she, just as he wishes that a shooting star goes by and the next morning the fucking thing's real. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's kinda it's kinda Pinocchio ish. You know, that's what that's what the basis is, but Ted is a foul mouthed alcoholic junkie bear <laughs> that just is coasting through life because he's a bear. Aye. Mila Kunis is in this film. Um Aye. A lot of the a lot of the ensemble, uh, the cast is are, are great. Like the the people that uh, Mark Wahlberg works with, they're they're Aye. funny as hell. Their their performances are excellent. And like as I said, Wahlberg himself is brilliant. And Seth MacFarlane, it's just Brian's voice for Family Guy. Uh, coming out of something different, which is kind of strange when you see it at first. For me, this is a this is an eight or nine out of ten comedy. Like you say, it's a laugh a minute. It's a great idea as well. It's so simple. Aye. How is that not going to be hilarious? Aye. Any bear that does all the things you said. Aye, and he's got he's got the the problem that it's between the hangway between the teddy bear and her. He's got to <laughs> he's got to choose. You know what I mean? And Mila Kunis is. I, I used to fancy or something daft when I watched that 70s show when I was a young guy. Obviously, she's got history with Seth MacFarlane as well because she plays Meg on That's Family right. Guy. 
if I had to choose between a talking teddy bear and Mila Kunis, I would have a hard time choosing, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I really would, I really would have a hard time choosing. But, uh, what, about, what about yourself? That's basically what, it, what it's about. And I was trying to think what I would do as well. And it's like, <laughs> I'm fucking talking teddy bear, but it's Myla Curtis. I know. Exactly. Aye. Aye. By the way. Aye. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> ah, that, that teddy bear's getting in the bin. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. See you later, Ted. <laughs> Aye. Really funny. Juvenile comedy. Aye. Dare you watch it and not laugh, basically, because it's. It's class. It really is class. Definitely. So we have we've actually rhymed off some good films here, but here's one that was a huge disappointment for me. Um and the amazing Spider Man. Aye, terrible. Terrible Aye. film. I know you I know you weren't a fan of uh Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker and Spider Man, but I thought he was really good. Um well, did you like him, I? I did like him, I I thought he was really good, but Reese Evans, and I don't know what they were doing with that villain, the lizard. The CGI oh, is abysmal. Terrible. It's it's so so bad. Completely takes you out of the movie altogether. You know, I Aye. thought I thought that the Green Goblin for the original trilogy would be the worst designed villain in Spider Man history, but no. It's, <laughs> I I cannot believe that they put this on the screen. That's the truth. <laughs> Honestly, I can't. It's so bad. It looks like it's been done on a Super Nintendo. It's, it's <laughs> rotten. But um, other than that, I thought the second one was, was much better than this. I don't think there was many redeeming features no. in this movie at all. Um, see, when the casting came out and it was Andrew Garfield, I was like, right, social network, he's a good actor. You've got Martin Sheen playing Uncle Ben. I was like, ah, can't go wrong with him. Aye, but you know Sally that he's Field. only going to be in it for five minutes. You know what I mean? No, That's the thing. Uh, you know, just... and, uh, see if you're getting somebody as classy as, as, as Martin Sheen, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got that famous line for the last film, because this is basically just a remake of the first Tobey Maguire one by a different baddie, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just another origin story. So we I know. Remembered, I remembered my saying it's absolute power corrupts absolutely. All oh, right, okay. That's what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for the Uncle Ben. All oh, right, I thought that's what you were after. All no, right, so no, no, no. We all know, we all know it's with great power comes, comes great, great responsibility, responsibility. Mm-hmm. right? But <laughs> they obviously said, right, right, Martin, that this is your line, but we, you can't actually say this line. So you can see that you can see him what struggling to come up with something else. He's at like, eh. Uh, when there's people that need your help and uh, you've got the power to, uh, to, to, to help them, then then you've got to do that because uh, <laughs> that makes you a good guy, not no? So like, <laughs> I was like, oh, just let them see it. <laughs> I've been as well just going like that. Peter, what would Jesus do? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you were right about the lizard and I didn't like Andrew Garfield at all as Spider-Man. I wasn't huh? rooting for him in any way. Nah, didn't like it at and all. Just I, jealous like it. I think you were jealous he was getting battered than Emma Stone. <laughs> but I disappointing film. Uh, where are, where are we moving swiftly on to another film that we alluded to earlier with your unnecessary remakes um, right. and reboots with Total Recall. Oh, mate, I, I 
stuck this on last week. And it is quite easily the most complicated movie that's ever been made. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of nonsense. The original one was done much better. It really was. It was done much better. This one was, they try, it's as though they tried their best to make it as misleading and as complicated to understand as possible. Because <laughs> I think you're, I think you're the first person to watch this version in fucking years. I think I, I am the yeah. first person to watch this version. <laughs> Apart from Mister and Missy's Farrell. <laughs> just what is the point here? When you've got the class, the classic shouldn't be getting near it. No, definitely not. But then again, it's, I'm I've spoke to you about this before. I'm. I'm all for these movies that are like these sci-fi movies and stuff getting remade now because we've got such higher levels of uh, technology now that oh, these, I true, I, a lot of these movies can be told better, you know, um, and aye. like the the special effects and what have you can will be better. Like for example, you're looking back at Arnie taking the woman's head off. See when he takes the woman's head off, it, that's that same head that they used for Terminator. <laughs> what, you know what I mean it's, somebody's made a paper mache army head and stuck it on some guy's head while, <laughs> while he takes off another kid on head it's <laughs> like, I'm all for it now because like, right. it looks a lot better than it did back then but this was shocking this was a terrible film um, like I said I turned it off after about 20 minutes I just did not have any sort of encouragement to, to go on and watch the rest of it I just thought it was absolute tripe all the time, I think I could be sitting watching the Arnie classic. Oh, Why am I, I watching this? I could be sitting watching the Shawshank. Aye, <laughs> aye. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll move on for that one. Then, nah, uh, that one's all right on. <laughs> Next one is it's a sequel, Expendables 2. I've seen them all, and I've spoken <laughs> to you about this before. When I watch a a series of movies sometimes they all kind of melt into one and that's exactly what happened with the Expendables for me the only, the only one that I can like, the Expendables 1 and Expendables 2 both kind of melt into one I can remember Expendables 3 because of Mel Gibson I Aye. thought Mel Gibson's character was amazing in that but it, I couldn't tell you what ones were what here to be honest with you Casey, so I'm not qualified right. to speak about this movie <laughs> so this is the one where Van Damme's the baddie right so that was the big selling point. It's going to be Stallone against Van Damme at the end. You're finally going to get to see them fight. Actually, it's my favourite Expendables film. Um, it's just nonsense. But uh, Chuck Norris is in this one, and his scene's brilliant because they kind of play on the. Aye, I remember the, all the old the the Chuck memes, Norris jokes. Aye. They kind of play on that, and it's brilliant. There's a bit of, of, of hit me in stitches. Um, they're all surrounded at the end and uh, Bruce Willis turns up in a smart car and uh, Arnie's like, my shoes are bigger than this car! And rips the fucking door off the thing. <laughs> I was like, ah, brilliant. <laughs> Just stupid things like that. But That's a hard back to commando button up and he pulls the seat out of the Porsche. Hi. <laughs> but uh, I, and they, I think they did the... Uh, I think Arnie said yippee Kaye and Bruce Willis says I'll be back or something like that. <laughs> Stupid things like that. <laughs> that's good wee things, but, you know, it's like, we, it's like we, we nods to each other, kind of. 
It's Len, last action hero. When it, uh, it's got the uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day uh, poster and it's it's Stallone that's on it rather than... <laughs> is it, um, I, it's, they they kind of be nods and stuff like that are more for... I like that as well. More for the people sitting in the cinema to go, hey, kind of thing, isn't it, you know? Uh, <laughs> Aye, but it's, it's good fun. It's good fun when I you do they, that. I, they should have made these films more ridiculous, though. And Aye. went for that, I think. The script and the camaraderie between them was terrible. This should have been a license to print money with all these guys on the oh, screen. Oh, absolutely no doubt about it. See the lineup for the poster itself. <laughs> yeah, that is that poster alone should have sold out every cinema that this movie was getting opened in. <laughs> uh, but they, they put it, I think they put it too serious. Uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Even stupid. Even when you look back at their old films, you know they were never the most serious movies. No, you know, even that's what like, um, Van Damme turned down the first one. Uh, Stone says, you want to be in this film, we're all in it, we're going to make shitloads of money, and Van Damme says, well, what's my character? What, what's my character going to be? And Stone's like, when the hell have you ever cared about that? <laughs> 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 uh, he's, he's Van Damme's turned into Daniel Day-Lewis. I know, it's <laughs> like, it's, he's, only, he's turned down two movies in his time. Uh, this and Predator. <laughs> well, I, mean, he's like, I can't do this Predator. I, I don't know what my, my motivation is. <laughs> <laughs> he's a disaster, yeah, boy, isn't he? But he's some man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, if we got, if, what's next on the agenda? We've got this, but one that I might actually excited to hear about because I've not seen it, um, and it's uh, End of Watch. End of, end of Watch. I watched this a couple of weeks ago. This is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. Um, they are two cops who have got a, have been under investigation for a, a justified shooting. They, they killed a guy on their, on their uh, beat, but he, he, drew, he drew first. But whenever, I didn't know this personally, but whenever um, an, a, police, a policeman in America opens fire and shoots somebody, it's considered as a homicide until it's uh, it's been justified. Right, okay. So, I know, especially with all the stuff that's going on just now, you know what I mean? That it's This is a this is a, the kind of film that um, is really, really relevant right at this moment in time, right? So, um, what happens is they get put to the side and then uh, the, the movie kind of starts... On their first day back, well, on their first day back, uh, they've, they've they get uh, chest cameras put on them. That's the vehicle for for how uh, the movie gets told. Right, it's kind of okay. kind of like a a found footage movie, but not quite. Right, right. and some stuff happens. They end up uh, raising the ire of the cartel. Right, um, and it's all about the cartel putting a hat out on them. Right, okay. But they they don't see this as a serious threat. And then it just starts ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. And the ending of this movie is f- absolutely superb. It really is. The ending is brilliant. Um, I'm not going to say any more about it because I think you'll watch this movie, Kivy. You should watch it. I don't want to waste any more of it for anybody else that hasn't seen it either. But <clears throat> it's a good... Buddy movie, 
right? Uh, um, the, the story gets extended to their family. Uh, you get to learn who their families are and all that. And you really do come to like both the characters. You think at the beginning they might be scumbags, but they're not. Right. right? And they really are the best of mates. They're like brothers. And it's just a tremendous film. You should watch it, man. I'm surprised you've not seen it, actually. I've prejudged this film. I've been flicking through Netflix and seen it and just wrote it off as just some by-numbers action film. But No, it's not, mate. It's a really good story. You started raving about it, and uh, it's it's coming up in some guys' top five lists of the films of the year. Um, Roger Ebert put in his top five. There you go. Uh, so it must be bloody good if he's... <laughs> you trust, you trust, Rog. I know you do. <laughs> so I'm, I definitely want to watch this. It sounds great. So I, I definitely, definitely recommend it to anybody that's listening. So that's one you've watched, and this is one I watched. Um, I don't think you've seen it. It's Trouble with the Curve. This was a year after Moneyball, where Moneyball argued that traditional baseball scouts were a thing in the past. In Trouble with the Curve, kind of, that's what this movie's about. It's Clint Eastwood, and he plays an aging baseball scout at the end of his career, and uh, he's he's for the Atlanta Braves, and they're questioning his judgment. And the uh, high school or college draft is coming up, so he's scouting players for that, and that's what it's about. Um, he brings his daughter, played by Amy Adams, along with him, going around and looking at all these players, and it's about they for the strange. Uh, relationship and it's about them bonding over this and it's uh, it's a really good film. Well, it's funny you say that because I, I recently watched uh, Gran, Gran Torino Aye. and Clint still got it, hasn't he? Aye. <laughs> He's brilliant. Even, even his more recent one, like The Mule, have you seen The Mule? I've not seen that yet, no. He's He's excellent. He's, I, he kind of plays the same character in every every film he's in. This cantankerous old bastard, <laughs> and you know he's <laughs> he's he's some some boy. I can't believe he's still going. Is he retired no. now? Is he he's still no, going? He's, still, he's definitely still directing films. Um, he's looked he a bit ninety for about forty five years. Hello, <laughs> what a man. I know, yeah, it's like, he is an actual movies, man, isn't he? Really? You don't get men like that <laughs> anymore. No, no, God no, you don't. So, sorry, Keezy, what was the name of that, Keeping Up With The Curve? Uh, ahead of the, is it Ahead Of The Curve? Uh, tr- trouble With The Curve. Trouble With The Curve. <laughs> I'll get it right <laughs> one of these times. Trouble With The Curve, right, so... I, I might get that watch, actually, because I really enjoyed Gran Torino when I watched it. I was laughing the whole way through. It was hilarious. Um, aye, so what's the, what's the next one that we've got? Right, next one is the film that won the Oscar this year. Right. Best, uh, best picture, Argo. I've never seen it. Right. I'm Brilliant not, film. I'm not, I'm not a huge, huge Affleck fan, to be honest with you. He's, he's great in this, and it was him that directed it as well. Um, I think the Academy are of similar opinion to you because he was snubbed for Best Director, even though this won Best Film. It wins Best is, Movie, and it doesn't win Best Director. That well, baffles he wasn't me. Even, he wasn't even nominated. That was the, that was the thing. That, 
Just I think, I think, they, I think they're kind of getting them back for goodwill hunting with that one. <laughs> aye. You know what I mean? Nah, possibly, when they put the full stop at the end of that script and Matt Damon gave my writing credit. <laughs> I always thought it was the other way about. I'm I'm more a Ben Affleck fan than I'm Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Team <laughs> <laughs> America ruined that poor guy. Aye. <laughs> this film is a true story. It's about um US Embassy gets taken over in Iran, I think, by terrorists. Um, but six of them escape, mm-hmm. but it's only a matter of time before they get caught. So the US government come up with a plan uh, and they hire Ben Affleck to get them back. And his plan is they're going to pretend that they're uh, making a movie, making a sci fi movie, and that they're filming it in Iran. And that's the cover for going in, pretending they're making this film, and then getting the six guys out undetected. And that's what it's about. It's a brilliant film. Alan I, Arkin. Uh, I like Alan Arkin. Film. Alan Arkin is amazing in it. He's it's funny as well. This film, but it's so in, it's intense and it's it's got everything. Great film. Great Alan thriller. Arkin. He's a, he's another one. He's a, he's part of the old school. He's Aye. he's a proper actor. Like, he was in that thing you told me to watch with uh, Bruce uh, Michael Douglas. That's right. Aye. Aye, uh, do you know, funnily enough, that came up on uh, my Netflix the other day and I was like, I might go back to that now. Um, that, was a, that, was, that was a decent show that, and uh, it's getting a new season, it's getting the third series. Oh, aye. So, the two of them are fantastic th- together. Aye, they're Can excellent. Can he go wrong with Aye. No, in so, this film he's brilliant again. Aye, he's, he's been really good in pretty much everything I've ever seen him in, so he's one, he's one of the guys, if you're not familiar with his name you would definitely know him you see him you know um, oh absolutely uh, so Argo is a, a thumbs up for you then oh definitely he's well deserving of the, the Oscar aye absolutely right so what's next then we came second in the Oscars <laughs> <laughs> so it was another, actually it was another film that was nominated surprisingly I loved this film it was Life of Pi oh aye I quite enjoyed Life of Pi as well in fact, did you and I go to see us in the cinema? Me you and Sean? I think we might have, aye. Uh, I, I, I really liked this. Uh, I did like it. it was, obviously, it's far-fetched as a movie will get. You know what I mean? But it's, uh, oh, aye, aye. I, just, I love the way it all ties up together. and It's, it's uh, mind-blowing at the end. I know. And it's a, you know, it's a really good film to look at as well. Aye. Definitely, the, aye. It's uh, all of the what the bit when he's out in the middle of the ocean and he's wee rowing boat and all of the, the all of the jellyfish aye. start glowing. That was class. Aye, that was tremendous. And aye, I, I think it's one you probably would lose a fair bit watching on the telly. I think it's aye, a, I think it's a cinema movie. I've never went back and aye. watched that again. But the, obviously the tiger and everything like that. What a, what a craziness! But. Uh, like you say, it does, it does all get tied in at the end. Um, and it all makes sense at the end as well. It's like, aye. it's it's nuts. But, um, aye, it's, what, what was your thoughts on it? You're exactly right. It's, uh, it, was a, it was a film to be seen on the big screen. It's a story that might be a hard sell for people. Or that sounds a load of crap. But if you just go with it and stick with it, it's, it's a really, really good film. 
Aye, exactly. Well, we'll move on for that one. Um, cool. And the next one is, again, nominated for an Oscar that year is Lincoln. Lincoln. We've spoke about it before um, because of Daniel Day-Lewis. Aye. Absolutely. Unbelievable stuff. Incredible performances, Abraham Lincoln. Do you think they'll ever make a movie about Trump? Whose presidency, with the exception of war presidents, right? Whose presidency has been more ridiculous than this guy's? Ah, you're right. Nobody. There's definitely a movie. Again, maybe, maybe Tyler Perry will do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw Lincoln, obviously, Daniel Day, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis, who Aye. another. Another Oscar worthy performance. Um, oh, as soon as I seen the trailer, I was like, "Set." As soon as you see yeah. the, na- the the name Daniel Day Lewis attached to anything, Aye. straight away that pricks up your that pricks up your interest, right? And then when you hear that he's going to be playing a historical character like Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> you just you just know you know what's coming. <laughs> it's a spoiler. Aye. The guy, the guy is. Second to none, he's obviously we've got our favourite actors, but I think it would be hard to argue against Daniel Day Lewis being the best actor in the last 50, 60 years. Aye, aye, definitely. I don't think there's many that can hold a candle to him. Um, Daniel Day Lewis is so versatile, man. He's the actor's actor, I think. And I think anybody that is involved in Hollywood or anything like that, but if you said to them who's the who's the best working actor just now, I think they would all probably say Daniel Day Lewis, wouldn't they? Aye, definitely. I mean this he's the only person to win the the best actor three times. And this was his third time and it's just it's just a master class. Aye. And it's a great cast as well, this film. Brilliant cast. Um Sally Field plays his wife, get Tommy Lee Jones, Joseph Gordon Levitt. James Spader. It's it's a, it's a long film. It's a long, but it's 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 mesmerising just to watch watch his performance. And it's Spielberg mm. that's directed it. It's John Williams' uh, music. Ah, uh, it's it's great. It's a great film. Next one is this is a, this is keeping up our streak. This next film, I think every single episode we mentioned James Bond. <laughs> every single one have we mentioned James Bond? So this will be Skyfall then. Aye. I've seen Skyfall. Yep. <laughs> and That's as much as I can tell you about it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, I don't I hate I don't like Daniel Craig as James Bond. No. I didn't I, everybody raved about Casino Royale, I thought it was alright. And then the next film is the worst film ever, mm-hmm. uh, Quantum of Solace. And then but I love this film. Skyfall is brilliant. It's a Aye. great film. It's a heart back to the olden days of uh, James Bond, and it? he's he's out there and he's and he's Scottish hidey hole kind of thing. Aye, and it's like a siege movie, isn't it? It's, it's like a siege movie where he's holding them Been off. A bit like home alone. <laughs> You know, I you're right. It's like an adult version of Home Alone. No, but you're you're right though. I mean, he's like he's out there. He's he's not get any his gadgets or anything. Like that. It's all it's all down to him, isn't it? And obviously, we can't talk about the movie without talking about the soundtrack. It's it's a James Bond movie, so naturally, Aye. 
it's a huge thing, and this was a massive, massive hit for Adele. This movie, uh, this song, sorry, Skyfall. Um, so again, before this film, I hate Adele, but this song, I fucking loved it as well. <laughs> aye, she can she can fairly chant the old Adele, can't she? Aye, um, it's a great song. Again, it's like like I say, is I, I I've told you before, I love a good siege movie. Well. People are hunkered down and they're kind of defending their their wee corner of the world. Yeah. I, I love that shit. And this is this got me this film. I, re- I really did enjoy this one. Again, though, not enough to then want to see the next one. I don't know what it is. I think I've just got a bit of a mental block with James Bond. I've spoken <laughs> about a stern boy in the face on here, man. It's, <laughs> just, it's just not something that, that grabs me at all. Javier Bardem is the baddie in this. He was brilliant. Aye. He was ha- hamming it up, and, but to great effect. And the whole time I'm sitting there, I won't give away any spoilers or anything, but the whole time I was sitting there thinking, why the hell is Ralph Fiennes in this role? Why is he playing that role? Could he get anybody to play that role? But then it becomes clear why he's in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll not say any more than that, but... Um, no, this this uh, won me over completely. Uh, I thought it was the best James Bond film in a long, long time. Uh, it's brilliant. Right, so we'll move on to the next film then. What's the next one? Aye. So the next one is your joint favourite film of the year. Right, okay. Um, so Let's see if, you, see if you know what it is. <laughs> right, joint favourite the pick. Oh, you can't remember, no? No. Okay, uh, your joint favourite film of the year was Django Unchained. Ah, Django. Aye. 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 I love Tarantino, man. And I love, I love this film as well. However, there's a major overuse of certain terms in this film that it gets to a point uh-huh. where you're actually just thinking, like, you're just saying it now. It's lost all meaning, no. and I no. and I hope I hope that that's what he was aiming for. But there's that wee I, bit, and there's that wee bit in the back of my head that tells me that Quentin Tarantino is a mad honking racist. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a brilliant film. I think Jamie Foxx is tremendous in it. I think Samuel Aye. L. Jackson is absolutely outstanding in this film, <laughs> and so is Don Johnson, and Aye. so so is Leonardo DiCaprio. Absolutely. And see the more actors that you see here, the more you're like, fucking hell, what a cast this film had. But uh, Django is one of my favourites. I remember oh, actually, one. Of, sorry, I thought you were going to say who was the best in it. Who was the best in it? Aye, and the guy, well, he, he won the Oscar. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. Fucking hell, I completely forgot about Christoph Waltz. Hi, mate. Aye, sorry. <laughs> uh, Christoph Waltz plays, obviously, the travelling dentist guy. Who's not really a travelling dentist? Let's let's get let's get that straight straight off the bat. Um, he buys Django's freedom, and for there on, it's like a kind of buddy movie. Um, but right. then there's there's different set pieces in this movie that young man's in it that we were talking about earlier. For Moneyball and Superbad and Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, Jonah Hill. I Jonah Hill's in it. 
<laughs> he's one of the Ku Klux Klan and he takes his, oh, he takes his that scene's brilliant aye, that's, a, that's a brilliant scene it really is a brilliant scene um, <laughs> and there's there's so many excellent scenes in here and amazingly right the person that's most racist towards black people in this movie is Samuel L. Jackson aye. Samuel L. Jackson's character in this is deplorable but he, plays, he plays him so so well and you know you know I'm not a fan of Samuel L. Jackson. You know I'm not, right? He's, huh. He is one of the people that I think plays the same character in every film he's in, right? But <laughs> in this, he's excellent. He really is. I've got to hold my hands up and say it's one of the one of the most uh, rewarding <laughs> parts of the movie is, is what happens with him. You know, and uh, there's certain times like there's, there's whipping scenes and stuff like that and you're just thinking to oh. yourself... I know we I know we say this uh, about a couple of films, but this must have been what it was like for these people to have a character like Django uh, like rising up against it and basically wiping the floor with the whole lot of them. It's it's tremendously rewarding, like I said. But it's a great film. As as you mentioned, Keezy, Christoph Waltz is absolutely outstanding in this film. Aye. Really, you know. I'm uh, it's another great performance, and I think Leonardo DiCaprio is fantastic as well. Aye, DiCaprio's excellent. Meme or whatever you call it, going around and around. It's class. Aye, uh, it's brilliant, man. It's, it's <laughs> there's so many that have come out of that. Uh, it's come out of that movie, you know. Uh, DiCaprio is just superb, um, but. And actually, when you look at the films that we've covered so far, um, it's not been that bad a year, has it? There's some turkeys out there that we haven't even mentioned and they never will. Aye, but that's, that's been the problem, but try to find the, the diamonds in the rough. There was, Aye, a, there was an abundance of shite in 2012. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Aye, we've managed Aye. to find like 15, 20 movies to talk about, but... Oh God, it's it's definitely not a year that I want <laughs> it, it was, uh, and it was uh, Sean's pick. The reason he, he requested this year was mm. this last film that we're going to speak about. Yep, and it's Looper. Looper. Right, I think I think we've spoke about Looper before. I'm I'm certain we've spoke about Looper before, right? But right, I decided, you know what. As much as I remember hating this film when I went to see it in the cinema, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get a proper go. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> now, do you remember when Looper came out, Keezy? Aye. Right, you thought it was alright at the time, didn't no. you? I, I hated it as well. You hated it at the time, right. I hated it at the time. Did we go together? You see it? I think, I think we did. I think it was me, you, Jarvie and... Pud. Pud. It might have just been us four. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was universally, we thought it was shite, everybody thought it was terrible. I couldn't wait for this film to finish when I was in the cinema, <laughs> right? And then Sean used to go on his day after college or something, he'd go to the cinema himself, and he went right. to see Looper, and he loved it. He, he absolutely loved it, right? He thought it was brilliant. So, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down, I'm going to watch it. And I got to the first scene... Well, Joseph Gordon-Levitt comes in there and I says, I can't watch this. I turned to half. And do you know what it was that took me out of the movie? The makeup. Right. 
seen the makeup for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's so Aye. so quite blatantly, obviously makeup. That it, <laughs> just straight away, I was like, ah, "No, I can't take this seriously." And <laughs> to this day, I can't remember what that film was about. I know it's about time travel, but I can't remember the reasons that they're, they're travelling through time. Aye. Um, well, you described like, us going to see it and. I totally agree with you. The problem was, though, uh, do you remember when it was we went to see it? No. It was two days after we came back from Vegas. Was it? Right? One of the greatest holidays of all time. We're all on a downer. We hate everything. <laughs> we hate absolutely everything. <laughs> and everybody. <laughs> because we're no longer in Vegas. And then we're sitting down to this, and I was like, a time-travelling film with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis, that is for me. This, I was like, this is this is murder, um, and I've hated it ever since. But Sean said, please watch it again. So I watched it again, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the first hour was absolutely brilliant, but then it, it dips a wee bit, and I'm not convinced about the ending. But it's so much better than I remember. Uh, they've, made, they've made the ending up. I can remember the ending. They've just went, just do this. <laughs> Just do this. The rest, the rest of it is shite anyway. It doesn't matter if the ending's shite. <laughs> I, think the, I think the storyline's good. That in the future, time travel exists. And what they do is the mob is in control of the future or whatever, and they send guys to the past to be executed. And that's what Joseph Gordon-Levitt's job is. He turns up, somebody gets sent back in time with a bag over their head and he blows them away and he and, uh, gets money for it. But then his future self comes back, and that's when things go. Hey, but plastic surgery, plastic surgery must have been like, come on, leaps and bounds for Joseph Gordon Levitt's character was a young boy because he looks fuck all like <laughs> what he used to look like. <laughs> no, I mean, nah, I'm you. No, you're no, you're Bruce Willis. He's got his mannerisms down to a T-bot. Aye, and that's the thing. I think the, the, the makeup thing that annoyed me was that they tried so hard to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt's eyes look, look, look like Bruce Willis's eyes that they went too far. Aye. And it, it looks to me quite blatantly as if he's caked in fucking prosthetics. Uh, it's very, very blatant. <laughs> Fair enough. I can see why people don't like this film. I still see why I hated it the first time I watched it. But I'm glad I watched it again and uh, uh, I've changed my opinion of it. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not just saying that to please Sean. <laughs> I, I, I really did enjoy it. <laughs> but that's us. We got there. Got <laughs> We've there, made man. it through 2012. Yes. Yeah, fucking beauty. Right. <laughs> um, what, what year are we going to do next then? When was Little um, 2 out? <laughs> we'll need to put a classic for the next one, eh? Aye, definitely. I think a good one. Um, if, if you're if you're listening, give suggestions because we're always open to suggestions. Um, if you decide that there's a year that we've not covered yet that you want to hear about, um, give us a shout and let us know on Twitter. Absolutely. So normally we would do a top three, but. Uh, we've already we've already uh, covered our, our best movies for this year, so let me go do keys. <laughs> Revive the actor quiz movie battle. 
bring that one back, seeing, seeing as it's a, a year episode. Right, and so, um, the actor quiz movie battle. Guess what, Mr. Keezy? Who've we got? The movies of a Mr. Tim Curry. Oh. Oh. Jeez, oh. Right. Hey, so ladies and gentlemen, the actor quiz movie battle will commence in <laughs> five, four, three, two, one. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Three Musketeers. Legend. Yeah. Loaded Weapon. <laughs> oh, loaded, is it Loaded Weapon 1? Is it? Uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon. Right. Yeah, right. Um, the Home Alone 2. Oh, nice. I keep going to dive in with that TV movie. <laughs> Aye, mate, I nearly said that first as well. That, you know that would be my first one. You know you know it would, but then I remembered. Uh, oh, he was in the, the Hunt for Red October. I, I wouldn't have known that, to be honest with you. Uh, Claude. Oh, nice one. Oh, God. Struggling here. Oh no, this is not, this is a nightmare. <laughs> no, that was Lodi Weapon, what we're talking about. Wilderness Girls. Was he in the. Was he in Rat Race? I don't know. I don't know if I pulled that. Please. No. Was he not? Right, so, do I need to get one then? Oh, because I went no, first. Went I won. <laughs> I'll say one anyway. Um, it was in one. It was in one of the scary movies, but I can't remember what one it was. I think it was maybe scary movie too. Oh, busy. Ah, well played, mate. That's you two in a row for actor quiz movie battles. Oof! What's that? Three each now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we even know the score, do we, mate? To be honest, we even need to listen oh. back to all the episodes to get the score. I will we'll find uh, out what the score is, I. That's brilliant. I've, I'm just absolutely delighted to have won one for a fucking change. Yes, right. So, um, that's been 2012. A year. It feels as if we've been waiting on this episode coming out since 2012, but doesn't it, Keezy? I know we're going to we're going to do our best to try and get more episodes out. I know we've said that before, but um, <laughs> you know, reality kind of sticks its oar in at times. Keezy, thanks very much for joining me on the show. You've been tremendous as always with your encyclopedic, <laughs> encyclopedic knowledge of shite films <laughs> <laughs> and with that we are out of time bye folks Bring this ship into the shore And throw away the old